who was very open about being in the rooms of AA from time to time for their addiction. Yeah, it comes up a lot. To to be sober and stay sober means you will have to have an outfit of mourning in your closet. So I have a question. So when when someone passes that's in the rooms that I mean, I'm sure you've you've had this I, I've had this a few times now where I know of a person, whether in the spotlight or not, that is in the rooms um, and has been has had uh, has had their struggles Mm -hmm. um, with staying sober and then hearing of their passing. Do you I so I've always tried to stay out of it as far as how did it happen, you know, Mm. Um. But I think that it's actually, I think I read somewhere that that's actually part of self-preservation, wanting to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think culturally, it's like not necessarily appropriate. Some, you know, I don't know. I just, and then the other part of me is like, well, um, I sometimes just assume, oh, it's because of, you know, they, they were struggling. You know, which I actually don't know for a fact. I don't I, I don't have the report. You know what I mean? Like, right. Don't, we don't have I, the toxicology report in our hands. Right. Right. You know, I, I went to a, a memorial service. Um, gosh, when was it? Maybe three months ago now. And I didn't know what happened. This person was was sober for a very long time. And they seemed awfully young to pass. And so I, my brain thought about what happened. I was just going to show support and my condolences and I, my sympathy and hug his surviving partner, um, who I hadn't seen in a few years. And, um, you know, he came out and he told me, he was like, oh, he's been struggling with some health issues. Didn't tell me specifically, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't because he had relapsed, you know? Right. Um. So where does your mind go with, with those types of things? Do you, do you find the need, like, I find that I want to know, but I don't ask because it's like, that's not what they, no one needs to report back to Sam what's really going, you know what I mean? Like, that's not their job. They're mourning somebody. I mean, I definitely want to know. And I feel like that's part of the human condition. Yeah. And um, it's kind of like a song where the lyrics, like, you know, you know some of it, but you can't remember the other part of the lyrics. Like, there's part of your brain that that wants to go look it up and find out what that is. Like, you just need the closure. Um, and we don't necessarily need the closure, but I'm I'm all for going down that path. I had a sponsee that passed, and I think in February it will be two years. Mm. And I was super close with her. I mean, she called me five times a day. I'd known her for about eight years. I'd only started sponsoring her like the last five months of before she passed but before that we'd been friends for a really long time and I'd always admired her and respected her and really felt like this 
this woman, the next time I saw her, when she left LA, I thought the next time I'm going to see her is going to be on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Like she was just so young and so vivacious and so smart and so funny and going to, you know, the best college on the east coast you know and with that goal in mind Hmm. and uh you know eight years later i'm attending her service um you know and standing next to her mom and it just all felt so wrong but but the reason you reminded me of that is that she had sent me text a few days before saying that she did not consider herself a member of the program of Alcoholics Anonymous mm. and that Meh. in my mind, it let me off the hook. And this is just pure honesty of like, I didn't fail her as a sponsor. I I kept giving her she kept wanting me to fire her and I wouldn't do it. Mm. We, there was no amount of her not showing up or not doing anything that would make me fire her. So she had to send me a text saying, I'm no longer a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm. And on some level, I feel really good about that. Mm. Um. Not that, of course, not that she passed, but just that it was unconditional. My support Mm. for her, because of the way that the program is outlined, was unconditional. Mm. To the point where she had to go, I'm removing myself. (laughs) Mm. And it was only a few days later. and, and, And during those days, she sent me a note saying, I can't do this world. Like, I can't do it. And when I went to the service... Um, or just like the the day before thing and met the mom and all that. The mom ran up to me and said, she didn't OD and she didn't take her own life. The The coroner said that it was just this thing where she passed in her sleep mm. at 30, no, at 27 years old. Mm. And I was like, None of that makes sense. That's a great story. <laughs> story. But I knew that this is what that meant to hold to. And I should be the one to take away from me with text saying that she wanted to end her life. Me with text, you know, saying that she was no longer going to be a member and that she'd been out drinking. Like it was yep. not up to me to then give that to that mother. It was like she mm. needs a story to survive through these days. Misty, shut the fuck up. So yeah, yeah. That's all. Oh goodness. Um. Yeah. Loss is loss is real. Like it's a part of life, and it's also um. I mean, everything for me at the end it goes back to the feelings. I know the chapter isn't into feelings, and there are feelings that need to be felt. It should uh, be into feelings. Mm. You think there should be a, a page 165, how to feel your feelings? <laughs> <laughs> or just not even how, just feel them. Yeah, feel them. Feel them. Be in the moment and feel what comes up because otherwise you're storing it and it will create these places where even if you don't take a drink or a drug you do other things yeah 
And I know for me, the simplest, easy way to avoid is to go and create another story. Yes. Yes. That is what we keep talking about with the, instead of whatever it is going, how did it get here? Okay. Now I've created another layer. That doesn't. (laughs) Why? Why is this happening? And then we can go down that rabbit hole and that rabbit hole. Keep going down the rabbit holes when really we can just go, okay, this might not work out. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. And our brain wants us to just keep spinning out. And then we need, oh, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of how they say that Oxycontin, that people, their bodies will feel pain when there's not pain because it's addicted to the drug. And so they're not... Yeah. So they're not even it's I mean, literally is not their fault because their body is telling them they're in pain when they're not pain and that they have to have the drug. Right. So it's kind of like what my brain will do to me when it wants the drug of escaping by TV or escaping by shopping or, you know, not feeling it's telling me like, oh, let's create all these other rabbit holes. So you just feel overwhelmed and you have to grab TV. Yeah. I was talking to somebody the other day about this whole this whole thing about how do I regulate myself, right? Like there's like certain level of dysregulation when I'm when there's an emotional upheaval. And what are ways that I find myself doing this? <laughs> Sometimes can be really weird and wacky and other times, you know, there was there was a, a span of two weeks that I noticed like I would find myself at home after work on my on my bat in my bed just scrolling you know mm-hmm. for like mm-hmm. an hour and it only dawned on me maybe 10 days in where I'm like oh this seems to be a pattern and what I realize is like oh this is how I'm just like getting back to neutral you know mm-hmm. And it's actually not that bad. It's actually quite enjoyable. And I don't need to put a kibosh or start putting blocks on my thing. It's not, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't like a uh, quote unquote unmanageable situation where, you know, it's like an hour and then it's like I'd meet friends for dinner or whatever that was. You know what I mean? But it was this thing of like, it was just this subtle awareness I had where I was like, oh, this is how I'm decompressing for my day. In the past, that would have been a drink. Or drinks galore, actually, you know? Right. Oh, I love that. And I love how kind you were to yourself in it. That's been the practice that I get from you. Yay. All right. We are coming up on our questions. And I have a question for you. What are you grieving what old stories are you grieving today and willing to see differently what fundamental old stories uh oh hit me on my heart there's two one is the unlovable which i've not necessarily been fully 100 in in touch with but i'm really getting like oh that's the unlovable thing um and then the other part of it is like the the good enough, which could also be filed under the unlovable, you know, it's like I'm not good enough in that because the whole 
thought process is if I'm not good enough, then no one will love me or like me. But it all goes back to this lovable piece. Mm. Mm. So the practice, so it's the awareness of this grieving of like, oh, that story is, yeah, that's like at, in deep in my core. And then the practice mm -hmm. has been the awareness and then the like, the loving. Mm -hmm. How do I love myself more? Mm. Um, versus fixing, adjusting, correcting, you know, which is what I grew up into. So Love good. You. So beautiful. Um, an old story that I'm grieving is that I'm not enough. And I'm grieving it because I just don't have the evidence to support it anymore. <laughs> I love the evidence based, you know me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you can't, like, there's no holding on to that story anymore. Like, you are enough. It's like one time I went to go visit my hometown and it was, uh, I had they were out of rental cars. It was during the pandemic. And the only choice was to rent a Tesla, which this is when this person wasn't so problematic. <laughs> a Tesla was like a good thing. And, um, and I was staying at this hotel and I was going to this art show and I'm like being the girl from the wrong side of the tracks in this hometown. Like I can't, that story's not holding up anymore. I'm staying in a five-star place and driving a Tesla and going to an art opening. Like you, you were not able to hold on to the bad girl from the wrong side of the tracks that everybody hates anymore. Sorry, honey. You just can't keep that one. So it's that kind of thing where it's grieving stories that, that, my brain is used to holding on to, but the evidence doesn't support it. And it's time to grieve those. I love that. And I love you. Thank you so much, Missy. I love you too, Sam. All right. Let's go get another one. Uh, bitch. Call your call your sponsor. Your sponsor. Call your sponsor. Call your sponsor. Call your sponsor. Call your sponsor. New episode tomorrow. Send us an email bcysponsor at gmail.com.